Like, as soon as I, I said hello, I, like, heard it fucking dip. Okay, let's... Hello. Okay. And welcome hey. to Defrightful. We are your hosts. I'm, I'm Natalie. Emma, and this is your bi-weekly deep dive into various paranormal yeah, media. and this is the third time we've done this. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a few rounds. Um, um, so today we're talking about Holly Black's novel, The Cruel Prince, which came out last year. Um, if you're unfamiliar with it, I mean, maybe you should familiarize yourself with it before you sit down with us. Um, the second novel, The Wicked King, just came out. So we just decided it'd be a really good time to talk about it. And it's a really good book, you know. Mm-hmm. Congrats on your very dumb baby, Holly Black. Just... <laughs> That's something I texted Natalie, like, <laughs> shortly after she'd finished it. I listened to the audiobook in full before I recommended it to her. And then I was like, it's, I was like, it's just the most dumbass <laughs> male protag <laughs> or deuterogonist or whatever. It's like, Cardin is just such yeah. a fool. Anyways, fool. so, um, I guess I'll throw out the summary first. So, I'm taking this one directly from the Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Um... Jude was seven when her parents were murdered, and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the treacherous high court of fairy. Ten years later, Jude wants nothing more than to belong there, despite her mortality. But many of the fae despise humans, especially Prince Cardin, the youngest and wickedest son of the He's high a king. Dick. <laughs> dick, yeah. I mean, there are more dick characters. Oh yeah, definitely. but like Cardin. Mm, I mean, he's he's like kind of takes the cake for that. He's definitely first... king dick at first. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, to win a place at cor- to win a place at the court, she must defy him and face the consequences. As Jude becomes more deeply embroiled in palace intrigues and deceptions, she discovers her own capacity for trickery and bloodshed. But as betrayal threatens to drown the courts of fairy and violence, Jude will need to risk her life in a dangerous alliance to save her sisters and fairy itself. Okay. Uh, I know we haven't done this before, but I just kind of want a lightning round of like things we liked about this book a court intrigue okay b strange father daughter relationship Definitely. uh c just like i yeah i'm using num- numbers right <laughs> i think i started <laughs> starting with letters i was like this is a bulleted list now <laughs> just like generally like the family mm-hmm. dynamic is delicious for this book like you could just yeah, eat it up and I think one of the things that was missold to me when people were pitching this book to me to read was that it wasn't enemies to oh, lovers, yeah. book, which I think that really, kind of oversells the romance really... aspect when mm-hmm. uh, it's, I don't want to say it's non-existent, but, um, you know, it's not as obvious, I think, as like in some of her other novels, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. Tithe or, or Valiant. You know, I'd even argue that, like, unless you were going backwards in the book, if, unless you read it the first time and then you went back to reread it, you wouldn't even pick up on the hints. Yeah. Um, it's not until that last eighth of the book. Prince Cardin's really good at hiding his feelings, I gotta uh-huh. say. Uh, very dumb baby. Just yeah. very dumb baby. So, 
we liked a lot more things about that, but we'll get into it um, oh, yeah. after our spoiler warning. So if you have not read the book and you'd like to read the book before listening to this, just stop what you're doing. Wait. I think it's fair to say that it's a pretty solid five stars. Oh, for both absolutely. Of us yeah. Before, before we, we do, I fucking forgot. Uh, solid five stars. Love Holly Black. She's done it again. Um, she murdered me with her beautiful yes. prose. Uh, her her delightful character interactions, the wonderful. characterization of her main protagonist. Yeah. I so kinda, I mean, this is the spoiler. I have parents, but I kind of wish Holly Black would adopt me. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so this is like the actual spoiler game. Okay, uh, turn back if you haven't read The Cool Prince, especially because The Wicked King just recently came out. So, if you want to read The Cool Prince before you read that one, it's kind of vital. Yeah. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, leave. You know, turn back. Yeah, come back when you can. We'll still be here. <laughs> it's yep. Okay. All right. So it begins with a murder. Two murders. In fact. Two murders. And arguably the murder of several children's innocence. Okay. I'm with you. (laughs) Arguably. (laughs) I mean, just very, (laughs) very literally, like, it's a very violent opening to a book. Yeah. It's like, here, here's these three, like, like, I think Jews are like seven yeah. like these very like young young preteens and they're just like hey, hey mom how's it going and i was like mom is murdered hey dad, dad how's it going yeah. dad is murdered happens really quick and then um, because yeah. and then oh, uh i was just gonna say and then they're kidnapped essentially yeah, so i think um you know the the key thing that the summary leaves out is that they're kidnapped by their older sister's biological father mm-hmm. um he is a fairy <laughs> And, and, and yeah, and a fellow. And he know? comes to uh, Jude's family home to retrieve his heir, her older sister, Vivian. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's kind of fucked up because he kills his, his ex-wife and then he kills her mm-hmm. lover slash new husband. And he takes all three because he's like, you know what? I, I killed your mom, so I'm now responsible for you and takes all three kids with him. To be fair, I think it's a pretty oh, honorable yeah. no, thing absolutely. for him to do. I mean, he did, he did very much so commit a murder, but he honorable has, of him to be like, okay, uh, these are the yeah, consequences of he my has actions. some honor going on there. I actually really like Matic. Um, yeah, we do, but, but like, dick move in yeah, the beginning. he's, you know, he's a fairy. He's not, uh, I don't want to say he's not beholden yeah. to human moral- morality, but like, he's not, you know? So I'm going to say, I think this is also another pretty good discussion on the book is that fairy morality, the way that Holly Black writes it is on like a whole different scale than how we as readers would mm-hmm. perceive it. So like characters can do things that are very cruel to our perceptions, but makes in their own motivations and the lore of their fairy mm-hmm. world. If that makes sense, yeah. that tracks. So like Matic, um, Jude's mother uh, faked her own death and the death of his child with her. And so Maddox comes back to retrieve the child because he heard that, hey, my kid's still Mm -hmm. alive. 
and because of his nature as I think he's called a red yes. cap. Yeah, as a red cap, which is a type of fairy that um, ritualistically dips his hat and pools of his enemy's yeah. blood, so he's like a warlike fairy. So like he kind of just flies into a rage and then kills them. Them. And then, like genuinely, he's remorseful afterwards, and which is why he adopts Jude, Taryn, and uh, Jude and Taryn, and takes them along with mm-hmm. Vivian. And like when you go further into the book, uh, like there are some people who like. The funny thing is, is that like you know we have this skewed sense of morality within the parameters of this book, but then you have characters that just do shit that is like off the walls. <laughs> and when the fairy characters are like, "Oh God, why did you do that?" You're like, "Oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh you're back to reality." You're like, "Oh it's, yeah, you're right." You're actually. on like this completely different moral scale for like the majority of the book, and then it's like, "Uh, you know, he did some stuff that's kind of fucked up," and you're like, "Okay, but was." The other stuff he did not fucked up to you? Like, what exactly about this mm-hmm. specific thing makes it not okay? Um, yeah. And that's all part of that court yeah. intrigue, is that the ways that things... It's pretty much like, if it doesn't harm you, then it's not bad. Is kind of how it, it is. Yeah, if it doesn't harm you, if it's entertaining. Kind of... uh, yes. It's not a bad thing, but if you, you like if you grievously harm someone and even then little yeah, even iffy. Then, if it was funny yeah. whatever um yeah fucked up so let's get into <laughs> so let's it let's actually get back into the plot yeah, uh, jude grows up in fairy and she mm-hmm. so there are other humans that occupy space here um but none of them are treated the same way as jude like she's treated like any other child of a fairy family would be treated so she goes to lessons um her foster father (laughs) stepfather adoptive father um truly her dad at the end yeah she calls him her father at one point Mm -hmm. so um her father maddock teaches her sword play strategy um, makes sure she's treated well, you know, clothes her, feeds her, blah, blah, blah. And other humans are very much ignored, uh, used as servants, um, tortured, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. So other fairies are kind of uncomfortable with her and her twin sister's status. We forgot she was a twin sister. Um no, I mentioned Taryn. Yeah, but we didn't mention, like... But yeah, they yeah. are twins. So, she and Taryn are treated very, very well. They go to lessons with the other kids, um, including the royalty and nobility of... Because they are nobility Barry, by Maddox. Yeah. Who is the general of the High King. So, this is where we first meet Carden. And his mm-hmm. um, jerk brigade entourage. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean entourage, <laughs> jerk brigade, same thing. Um, and it's really fucked up because he just immediately, he sees Jude and he's like, ooh, I'm going to fuck with her. He like kicks dirt onto her food. You know, he makes fun of her. He lets his friends torment her essentially. And you learn later uh, it's actually because of her sister, which is a whole other thing like like listen i don't mean to be you know like every character has their own motivations etc yeah. etc et taryn to survive etc but like fuck taryn I, I, yeah like 
I really, I could not get on board with her motivation. And I think it's mostly because I have a sister and like, I cannot even fathom allowing someone to put their hands on my sister, like Taryn allowed them to do in her place. I like that was nightmarish. I really can't imagine like letting your sibling be tormented because Mm -hmm. you wanted to prove to somebody that you were good enough for their love, which is like, fuck that first of all um that's your sister you know if anybody tried to hurt my brother i would probably go a little nuts uh and i have but (laughs) taryn's a bad person so (laughs) i think holly black crafted like the perfect unlikable character in her because taryn doesn't taryn has some clear like uneasiness about the whole thing but she never stops it protests yeah Yeah. because she Mm -hmm. is more important to herself than her sister is um really pisses me off and she benefits more (laughs) yeah yeah um so basically i guess we should i guess this is non-linearly so um taryn's character arc is that um she decides that she's going to fall in love with a powerful Mm -hmm. fairy and she says that, but, like, it's kind of implied that she's already been in a relationship yeah. with this fairy named Terrible, who is one of Terrible Car- Cardin's brigade. Terrible boy. Oh, yeah, Locke is also very unlikable. Like, just, yeah. they deserve each other, I guess. Just the worst person. Um, um, but uh, over the course of the novel, Jude, uh, she believes it's because Cardin hates her specifically, which is kind of a funny sentence to say out yeah. loud. And I mean, I think that's um, fair for her to assume that, you know, because he's his oh yeah, his no. malice is always directed towards her. Yeah, no, but I mean like um it's very much so framed like he just hates humans, but she's just like why is this guy specifically pissed off at me? Yeah. That's pretty much how the book goes. Wonderful. Um, and it turns out he's just kind of like a kindergartner in terms of <laughs> of um emotional oh, capacity. He is- incredibly emotionally maladjusted like just the dumbest person on this planet <laughs> yeah yeah but um back to Taryn's character arc um and so things that happen to Jude that are like while Taryn is watching um she gets Jude gets thrown into a lake full of like little sprites that eat it's, flesh uh, he, she gets thrown in with marrows which yes. are uh so in I didn't mention this the last four times we tried to record this, but marrows are uh, mermen or mermaids in Irish folklore, and they actually have mm. a red cap on the top of their head, which kind of like, it, you know, it's um, it's like selkies. It's if they take it off, mm-hmm. it kind of controls their like status as a mermaid. Um, okay, and it's I don't know, they're supposed to be really ugly, like. <laughs> And I think, yeah. I mean, the way they're described is, like, not even on the same level as them. So I thought, like, they were creatures more than they yeah, were. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really different in this book. Um, I think Holly Black kind of yes. picks yeah, you know, just picks to... and chooses, just like any author would, um, with, like, mythology and folklore. But she relies really heavily on, like, Irish, Scottish, Welsh folklore mm-hmm. to make up her fairies and stuff, which is kind of cool. So I appreciate it, even if it's not, like... 100% perfectly accurate, you know? It doesn't yeah. bug me too much. It's not like fucking scorpion races. Um, 
never read that one, but <laughs> keep maybe another episode, <laughs> another day. But um, so Jude is like in there and she's struggling. And, you know, if you turn the water, then, you know, when you turn water, fish will notice where you are. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll swim away. But again, like these ones are like out for blood. So um, yeah. like gen- she's genuinely at risk of like getting chomped on by these yeah, things. And, and-, and Taryn's just kind of watching because uh, Jude was like, no, it's fine, sister. You know, I'll take this for you. It's fine. Yeah, no big deal. Not knowing, not knowing the full like of like why Taryn (sighs) and so um yeah like quite literally the way Jude is like tortured Mm -hmm. in this book big time sucks and that's kind of why I why I think Taryn is such an unlikable character because the things that Jude endures at the the things that yeah that Jude endures at the um benefit of her sister not enduring them are like bonkers there's a scene um, where Jude is, I guess, essentially sexually assaulted. Yeah, she's where... force-fed the ever apple, I think, mm-hmm. um, and commanded to take her clothes off to dance with the rest of the fairy kids, um, and they almost kill her. Mm-hmm. So, like, on top of being sexually assaulted, she's uh, like near murdered. Yeah, and the only thing that stops it is like Cardin's, like his actual like dumb, stupid boy self's love for her. Yeah, that's like underneath all those layers of dumb, dumb, stupid boy. (laughs) Like, I could just listen to you talk about him all day. Just (laughs) he's so dumb. Like, who? You think like sometimes I like sit to myself and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like a useless lesbian. But when I read that book, I'm like, I am just so capable of like doing you anything. You are so smart and so talented, and and just next to Cardin, you're like a genius. I mean, you're already a genius, but like, oh. if Cardin was in a cave, he wouldn't know to start a fire. Literally. He would just, just walk around in circles. The dumbest boy. Um, but he's like, oh, no, it wouldn't be fun if she was dead. What could we do then? Yeah, like, Which is, you know, his, it's a very weak excuse card. And you're very transparent. Yeah. But um, that's kind of where I stopped and I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, like, you kind of like, it's a, it's a very obvious move. And I'm surprised that nobody else called him out on it. Yeah. Because, but um, anyways, and then generally, and then like Locke and Locke, um, basically pulls Jude into a relationship. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Jude, why don't you, why don't you be my gal? Why don't I court you? And then, then she does. Did he do that and in then shop? he's like, perhaps he did. <laughs> maybe he was wearing, uh, maybe he was the one wearing the poodle skirt and that. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, man, like, so basically he says this thing that pretty much like if you have ever read a single book, you're like, oh, this guy's fucking mm-hmm. evil. He's like, I just like, I just like to see how stories, yeah, you know, and, just um, a real nefarious sentence. What really tips. So I, oh, I had a feeling it was Taryn and Locke were in a relationship when he started to take Jude away. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, you know, if I get bored, sometimes I just make my own stories and I was like oh I see mm-hmm. what you're doing sir um can't pull the wool over yeah. my eyes just uh, a whole bad time he takes her home 
Uh, After the sexual yeah. assault. Is that when he takes her back to his estate? Okay. No. It's okay. A well, time. eventually he. Um, yeah. That was when she's going to a party and he invites her. And that's like the first time she has like a real person conversation with Nikasia, I think. Or Nikasia, maybe Nikasia. Nikasia, yes. Um, and so like he's like, she, Nikasia basically kind of like warns Jude about Locke. He's like, you know, he's just kind mm-hmm. of a dick. Like, not, not in so many words, but she's like, you know, be careful around him. Um, he likes to ruin people. He likes to ruin yeah, things. Yeah, that was rough. Because it's like, Nicasia this whole time has just hated Jude for really no reason. I don't think she even knows what's going on. Um, she just mm-hmm. kind of goes along with everybody else. And then she mm-hmm. outright warns her about Locke and his just fucking awful behavior. And it's a real human moment and it just reminded me that Nikasia probably just does whatever she wants because she can you know but mm-hmm. like not because she's a bad person necessarily it's just like fairy morals again mm-hmm. because it's entertaining it's not that she has it personally out for Jude. yeah and it's like yeah. Ugh, you know it's not like a great feeling to realize that it's um, very strange gotta say as opposed to that bastard Valerian, um, another thing that happens I keep to Jude is that, like, his name. yes, like she is like this dude like climbs in her fucking window and tries to like yeah, kill her, tries to murder and then her. is like surprised when she defends herself, or that like, I mean, like he climbs into like the general, the high fairy king's thought, like yeah, what did you think was gonna happen, dumbass? Truly, like, like and it's I mean like oh, and imagine I, I mean credit to Holly Black for like making me think like credit like he's a dumbass like it was like it, it makes stupidest sense. person like okay we you know we called Cardin a dumb baby but valerian truly is the dumbest of all the idiots here i think that he's valerian is a malicious baby he's king idiot he's king idiot. <laughs> that's the that's actually the third book in the series <laughs> king idiot um okay so valerian climbs into her window tries to kill her she defends herself and actually kills him Mm-hmm. And she doesn't do it, like, on purpose. She does it by accident. And she's like, oh, my God, help me. I'm going to save you. She's it's like, okay. Oh, shit. And he's like, no, and lets himself die. Like, <laughs> yeah. who? And he deserved he it. He did. I, I would love, I mean, imagine if he'd actually done some sort of grievous harm to Jude. Maddox yeah. would have sliced Kicked him in half. Kicked that whole door in. Kicked that whole door in. Hello, where is my, my dog? Yeah. Where's uh, my sword-wielding My daughter. child? Hello. It, yeah, just the stupidest move. It's like, they so devalue humans that they can't imagine another fairy valuing that person. And it's like, you really... Her dad is probably higher ranking than anybody in your family. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Um, A very elitist statement for us to agree Truly, but truly. You know what, but like, in this, I mean, fairies, whatever. In this setting, like like get executed true um if there's a guy that deserves the guillotine yeah and it's it's really just like the dumbest move the dumbest Mm -hmm. move um which is why we've spent like two minutes talking about this one plot point because it's stupid i mean (laughs) it's not stupid valerian's stupid it's holly black wrote a very good king idiot um Mm -hmm. 
stepping back a little bit, I think we should probably discuss a really integral part to the book. Okay. In that Jude becomes a spy. Oh, right. Yeah, that's very important. I completely breezed past that one. It's kind of like at a point you get to um, a part in the novel where you're just kind of like, yeah, Jude's a spy. And you just kind of forget about it because it makes so much sense in like the realm of the novel, even though she wanted to be very honorable and be a knight. knight, Which is very important to her. And that's and she wanted to be a knight so bad that she beat the hell out of Cardin at the like mm-hmm. mock battle that her you know academy whatever put on. Mm-hmm. And even though she knew she was going to have to face some consequences, yeah, on embarrassed that. him in front of a ton of people, mm-hmm. and in front of his abusive brother, which is like probably yeah. why he he was a little bit pissed off at that because. Um, I think it's after that where she sneaks into his house and sees, like, his brother just wailing mm-hmm. on him. And she's like, oh, shit. She's like, she couldn't even imagine, like, Cardin ever being powerless. And, like, that was really, like... It was kind of her wake-up call, I think, to mm-hmm. why he is the way he is. Um, which, I mean, doesn't excuse it. He's, you know, he has a kindergartner's understanding of emotions still. But um, mm-hmm. she becomes a spy for his other older brother, Dane. So mm-hmm. Prince Dane has a spy court. The Court yes. of Shadows. And Jude becomes a part of it. She, to prove herself to him, uh, actually stabs her hand, her own hand, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Surprises herself, surprises um, him. The thing is, is that that is after she defended herself against mm-hmm. Valerian. And, and in doing so, like, expose the fact that she's well, well, uh, 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 you know, like, that she's armed and that she can mm-hmm. use a sword pretty well. And so he's like, you can't do that again. Um, and then she expects him to uh, order her into hurting herself, but he wants her to do it willingly. Yeah. To prove that he's loyal. And she does it. Like, surprise the hell yeah. out of me. Yeah. So I think we're getting a little, you know, a little ahead of ourselves, a little behind ourselves, a little mixed up. Yeah, but we don't really have some good linearity lot, on this episode. But like, happened in this one book. Um, yeah, yeah. So she begins learning how to spy from the other spies in the court. At the same time, she's taking on more lessons from her father in strategy, um, trying to learn more about war, trying to just be like all around a better spy, a better warrior. Um. Mm-hmm. And keeping secrets from her entire family. All of them. Both of her sisters. Yep. Her father, her stepmother, her younger brother, um, who is actually incredibly integral to the story. But we don't find out until almost the very end. Except um, Maddox literally says it in, like, the first page. And you don't realize that until you hit the end. He says, I've seen the oak before the tree. And it's like, whoa. Yep. Is that important? Yeah. So. And then it, it was. It was important. Um, let's see. So it comes to the point where Dane is trying to get information on his brother, Balekin, who uh, is the brother that Cardin lives with. Because mm-hmm. he thinks Balekin is going to be crowned or he doesn't think Balkan's going to be crowned king he is trying to prevent any of his other siblings from being crowned 
and mm-hmm. uh, turn his father against them, essentially. So at the, I think it's like the end of the month in which Jude is taken into the Court of Shadows, the High King steps down. Yep. And gives his crown over to Prince Dane. Now, Prince Dane also happens to be Maddox, like, best friend, you know, if if fairies can have friends. And uh, it's just fucking awful because Maddox turns on Dane and murders him in mm-hmm. cold blood. Yeah, not like his proudest moment. No. Um, but um yeah i guess like very much so in line with his character Mm -hmm. and by that i mean maddox's character because he does do it for his family and like yeah and again he very much so it's so interesting because the rest of the books are like nobody gives a shit about humans nobody but like maddox very much so gives a shit about his yeah his two small humans and um, to the point where at, before the coronation, before the assassination and whatnot, he, like, tells his whole family, like, stay with my guards um, afterwards. Uh, they're going to move you out, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they're going to walk with you. And then, like, the whole thing goes down and they're, like, the first people to be removed from the yes. chaos. However, Jude, uh, actually, like, she's not close enough to her family to be ushered out with the guards. She, so she actually witnesses mm-hmm. the whole thing Um as does Cardin, as does the rest of his siblings. He has, because there's, there's six of them. There's three brothers and three sisters, I think. Or is it five? Uh, I think. Are there five kids? We had the same argument in all of the other takes of this episode because we just cannot remember, like, who, oh, yeah. how many siblings he had. Four? Uh-huh. I'll okay. figure it out. Don't worry. Um, I'll get back to you I on mean, that one. But Anyone basically, who's read the book knows. You get, <laughs> not yeah, us. You get a real good um, play by play of like all of his siblings being slaughtered, killing mm-hmm. themselves to prevent being slaughtered. His father just being because killed. They... Yes, my God. Um, all because to the point uh, where like, Balkin wants the throne. Dun dun dun. And and because it takes. Um, one green bar to put it on the other green bar's head. Mm-hmm. He's he's like, you know what? I'll cut my losses, and if you want to do it willingly, that's fine. If you you kill me, or if you kill me, if you kill each other and kill yourselves, like, because I know I have that dumbass drunk in the crowd. Yep. Like, like, oh my god. Um, Very bad. Very bad. So, Jude actually he has seven kids. Oh, seven. Okay, so. So he has six siblings. Whew. And I feel like we just didn't meet two of them. Yeah. Um, one of them, but the only reason I remember her is because I liked her. Because there's this girl, there's the, uh, his daughter, Raya, who uh, gossips with Vivian, which is mm-hmm. cute. Uh, <laughs> and she's the one that kills herself rather than have Belkin to claim. Yeah. Which was like... Whew. Real intense. Real intense. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Jude actually saves Cardin, runs off, takes him to the Court of Shadows, and holds him hostage. 
because that that's yeah. what we we do and that's romance oh baby. absolutely you know he <laughs> liked it that's, that's what oh god i'll just die <laughs> so, i mean he did genuinely like it which is fucking hilarious he did genuinely like it which is just like you just like kind of read this shit like reading it in in retrospect you're like this dumbass horny team <laughs> like can he hold it down for like two no. seconds there's a he scene can't. where Locke takes Jude to his party and Cardin is sitting on a throne and making out with like two fairy girls and he just stares at um Jude the whole time and I'm like just hold it together dude he can't <laughs> like two he seconds he's 17 and Jude's like he has a lot of feelings <laughs> and Jude's like oh he must really hate me he's just looking at me I'm just like I hate like this <laughs> the situation the both of you are in like this is just a terrible situation oh that and then like his idea of venting is right like 20 times like on a sheet of paper and then and then putting it in her favorite book yeah which like, she finds in his room when she spies on his uh older brother Bilkin. and she takes the book and the note and she's like what the f- he must really hate me yeah she's like shit man like i'm sorry yeah. like i'll just she's like is that my name all right, he must want me dead. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Can't blame, can't blame her because he wrote it until he tore yeah. the page. Like, what kind of, what kind of array of emotions would, <laughs> would cause that chain reaction to be like? I'm gonna push this lead so far down, it's gonna just tear up yeah, the paper. It really just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. He is a 17 year old boy with the emotional range of a kindergartner, though, as we've established. So, oh yeah, and I guess it's I should say like very much so fair for him to have this emotional range of a kindergartner because doesn't he have like also okay so there's uh abusive relationship with his older brother who is his main caretaker mm-hmm. um and beats him when he's disappointed yeah. his father um, doesn't acknowledge him. his father doesn't his acknowledge mother him. was also uh, abusive. So, mm-hmm, so he turned he turned to drink so now he drinks all the time it's essentially a functioning alcoholic um yeah because most of the appearances we have of him is he's drunk and that's terrible because he's 17 years yeah. old. Um, and he's surrounded by this court of intrigue for, like, no... Like, we have Nicasia and Locke and uh, Valerian. And uh, Cardin said, like, Valerian would hurt anybody so long as it was yeah. funny. So, like, that kind of... And then Nicasia and Locke had a whole falling out. And then it caused the agony on Taryn and Jude. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, get some better friends, bad. dude. Like, slow it down a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, so... She holds him hostage. And... God, what does she say? I have to pull up my Kindle. But what does she say to him that has him, like, shaking? Um, I remember at one point that she did ask him if he loved Nikasia when they were mm-hmm. together, and he's like, why the fuck do you need to know that? <laughs> and that was such, like, a, it was such, like, a fast response. I was like, oh, oh, kind of tipped your hand there, boy. Yeah, just all the way. Damn. But, um, yeah. It's just, like, a really, it's just such a good, like, scene of her, like, He's just, like, kind of kidnapped, and, you know, yeah, he could she puts try a knife and escape, to but he's just... Throat, kisses him, which is, I don't know, they're, they're both very strange children. 
I mean, the funny thing is, is that they both grew up in this culture of violence, not in the same way that like other fairies grew up in it, mm-hmm. but specifically because Maddox is a general and Carden uh, had Balkan. Uh, so they both kind of grew up in this where like love is essential to or violence is essential to love, even though it's kind of not. It's not like actually in the text, but it's very much so like this is the environment they grew up in. They don't know how to healthily uh, use their emotions. Yeah, definitely the way it comes off. Um, so she kind of uses Cardin to navigate her way through like the upheaval. And it's, it's insane because she figures out that Oak is the, her younger brother, is the illegitimate child of the High King. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does this through like a series of fetch quests where she finds these acorns everywhere and has, a, has the first like real conversation she's ever had with her stepmother. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, Holly, ba- Holly Black, you're mine was like you know because you can see it like the second she's like yeah oaks i named him after the acorns you know my little oak and i'm like oh my god yeah and she like you know she does care for taryn and jude but in a way where it's kind of like she's very removed from them Mm -hmm. which is i think a strange thing to say um but it's it's like she doesn't want anything bad to happen to them um but she's not necessarily mothering them. Yeah, she's just kind of there. I, I don't know. It's very how she just kind of shelters them, but she also is like, she doesn't at all want to get too involved with them. Um, yeah. So Oriana Which will do rough, things to be but... like, oh yeah. And you can definitely tell it's also on part of, she's been entrusted with this very grave secret that she has to protect with her life. And mm-hmm this very precious child to her like yeah if she takes her eye off the prize then what's gonna happen and i think it yeah oh um i'm sorry i was just about to say um i think like i don't know it might just be me reading between the texts but i think that she was in love with oak's mother i think that that kind of that's kind of how that made sense to me they were like Mm -hmm. oh she's they're good friends uh liriope was in was um needed needed her and Orion was the only one she trusted with her life I was like oh. kind of sounds like they were in love and yeah. like I don't know I kind of want Holly Black to write like 14 more books about every minor character in this, oh, 100%. In this book I'm like god Holly Black I need to go back and like reread all of her books because they're so interesting oh yes you do um, but, um, and I think I would recommend that to anybody listening yeah, so uh, you find out Oak is the High King's illegitimate child, and Liriope is Locke's mother. Mm-hmm. So Locke and Cardin share a brother. And it's... Oh boy, is it wild. So she, Jude, convinces Cardin to help her put Oak on the throne. Mm-hmm. And there's a subplot that's hidden from the audience 
and some cardamom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, um, she was like, uh, swear, swear one year of loyalty to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know what's going to go on here. Next book is called yeah. The Wicked King. Can't mm-hmm. really hide that from me. No, you can't. But so she makes, yeah, she makes Cardin swear one year and a day of loyalty to her. Um, so he swears this and she's like, great. And then goes on to have him help her place, or well, ha- what he thinks is helping her place the crown on Oak's head because the crown can only go to one of Greenbrier blood. But instead, she has Oak place the crown on Cardin's head. And now she is basically controlling a figurehead of the kingdom. And also, like, keep in mind that, like, he would have juked that if he could move. Because she commands him to stay still. Yes. So. Whew. Rough. Whew. And so... I don't even remember the actual conclusion of this book. Like, that kind of just was like, I was like, the book is over for me. That's terrible. <laughs> I was like, whew. Yeah, so the the conclusion, um, the epilogue is... Oh, um, Vivian is... Jude. Ra- raiding. Vivian is raising um, Oak with her girlfriend. Right, in the human world. In the human world, I forgot yeah. about that. I, yeah. I feel like we didn't focus a lot on uh, characters aside from Jude, but God, you know what? We could so much. We could talk a whole nother episode about Jude, but and all the other characters. I'll wait until Holly Black publishes her five part series about Vivian. <laughs> I'm waiting, Holly Black. Just so you know, we're very interested. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. So. In the epilogue, it actually ends with Cardin vacating his his throne and telling Jude to sit in it. And he's like, "Well, that's what you wanted, isn't it?" <laughs> he's he's really bitter towards her. Still in love with her, very bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a um, little bit of a, a rough time for Prince Cardin over here, but. I mean, he's a very dumb baby, so... He is a dumb baby, and he didn't use his brain when she was like, swear you're in a day, and he was like, you know what, this is a dumb human girl, and I'm good. And then she was like, alright, cool. You know, like, um... <laughs> I'm gonna puppet your mind now. Great. Yep. Yep. So, um... The Cruel Prince is a delightful book. Um, every single character in that book deserves to have 14 episodes of Defrightful dedicated to them. Oh, absolutely. But we might do a, a mini episode about God Vivian and her girlfriend because that's a very interesting subplot, I think. Yes. Um pretty sure that and by pretty I mean it is all wishful thinking that Holly Black should write like one of the you know like um her earlier books like Valiant and Tithe were kind of shorter than this. God, she should write, like, a little bookload about Vivian and her girlfriend, you know? Yeah, I mean, she writes a lot of short stories, too, mm-hmm. so that'd be great. Just, you know, not telling you what to do, uh, Mrs. But Black, Holly Black, but... if you're listening. Please. <laughs> uh, what... Ma'am? Ma'am, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, um, 
I haven't read The Wicked King yet. Natalie has. So I when have. I finally get to read it, we'll, maybe we'll in even a, get into some of that. In a million years. In a million years. After I finish all my mobile robotics work. <laughs> um, but once I do read it, yeah, maybe we'll even get to talk more about characters we didn't get to in this episode. Yeah, very exciting. I'm very excited for that. Such um, a... But um, yeah, in between now and then, we're it's decided um that we're going to talk about vampire academy both mm-hmm. the first book in the series and the movie so a little bit similar to um like blood and chocolate how we talked about the book and then talked about the movie um so also thankfully we have our schedule filled up yeah and also blood and chocolate in that it's a terrible movie and a book with a weird age gap oh yeah mm-hmm. that oh it's a real rough time for everyone here yeah. at Defrightful. <clears throat> but um, all two of us. <laughs> all two of us here at Defrightful. Um, so yeah, catch you next time. Uh, you'll get to hear about one more strange adaptation of a movie. Great. So where can everybody find us, Naima? Uh, we have a Tumblr, a Twitter, and now a Goodreads where I add suggestions to our uh, want-to-read list. Mm-hmm. So you can find us all on all of those at Defrightful. We did grab the the proper URL on Twitter, so it's just at Defrightful instead of at Defrightful Podcast. Which is wonderful. And it's the same for Tumblr. And I believe I might have actually put it as Defrightful Podcast on the Goodreads, but if you just type in Defrightful, we're the only thing there. Yeah, we'll come up. Okay. So, catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.